0: Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome, all. Welcome for you to see, um, and especially also to our visitors. Our first service for 2024. I don't know about you, but on New Year's Eve, I was remembering 1999. Where were you in 1999? What was happening on that New Year's Eve? You were? Wasn't born. Aish sorry 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 what was happening in the world at least in south africa for sure we were all stocking baked beans and toilet paper and we were all waiting for the world to end that's 25 years ago here we are 2024 so it's good to be back worshiping together and coming to experience god's worship through different forms of which the word is one And so i'm really honored and privileged to be able to opening up this year for us as wellspring community church and i thank god that we are able to do it together so today being the new year i'm gonna shoot it by trying a one verse message um if you have your bibles i chose not to use powerpoints because we've really been struggling to see them over the past weeks um, but if you have your Bibles, whether digitally or physically, please turn with me to Luke 2, verse 52. It's also good to see some of our, our visitors with us and our baby, our resident baby is back. So uh, that encourages me to, to preach it. Luke 2, verse 52, in Afrikaans, Lucas, Twer, Fash, Dwen, Faith, da. Read with me. I'm going to read it in four different translations. It says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and man. That's the NIV. The New Living Translation says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. The message translation says and Jesus matured growing up in both body and spirit, blessed by both God and people. Dan moet ek natuurlijk Afrikaans of, of lees die ten Lukas 2 vers 52 sê, Jesus het groot geword en nog meer weesheid gekryk. God en die mense was lief vir hom. It's in my So of course uh, as we've said and as we are very aware, 7th of January we are at the beginning of a new year. I also see this as another sign of God's grace over the past year, God's provision over the past year, his protection, and also his faithfulness. And of course, many of us have different opinions around resolutions and goals, vision casting, and also quite a few contradictions around these based on, you know, past disillusionments or discouragements. We make these goals, we don't keep to them, we get these words, we don't see them fulfilled, and so forth and so forth. And I'm also sure that, like me, by now you've received so many prayers and verses and messages through WhatsApp or different forms that's supposed to guide us as we approach this year. Um, and also, some of us may have received some cautionary messages saying, "Be careful of this. Be careful of doing this and that and that." And not expecting too much of the year. So. This then brings me to realize that as we go into this new year, we we go into it from varying perspectives, varying worldviews, varying journeys of lives. We're not entering this year on the same footing. And so we also will not hear today's sermon in the same way. Um, We have had different experiences of last year. Um, We've also had different experiences of this very festive season we've just come through um and we also find ourselves in different relationships we'll be speaking about relationships today and so how we even position ourselves or experience relationships in in this part of our journey may be different and so we also then find ourselves in different relationships with god himself you know some of us may be feeling like we really feel the closeness of god in this season of our lives Others may be feeling like, sure, I I have no sense of Him at all, you know. Some of us may be in a season of just questioning, what is God up to in this world of so much trauma and challenges and contradiction? But others may be feeling joyful. Bring it on, Lord, we're taking this on together. And then finally, I'm also aware that we also have different resources and tools with which we're going into this year, we're not we're not all going into the year with the same resources uh, and uh, yeah, capital, networks and so forth. One of the daily devotional tools, Brandon, and I follow. Uh, some of you may too, is called Lectio 365 And uh, in this last week, I think it was on Monday past. I'm not sure, but. Um, the reading of Psalm 90 was shared with us, it's a, it's a, it's a devotional app that kind of leads you through the process of being quiet, being still, reading through a portion of scripture allowing us to reflect. And this last week we, we went through Psalm 90 and I'd like to share uh, four verses from this as we go into this morning's message. Verse 1 and 2 from Psalm 90 says, God, it seems you've been our home forever. Long before the mountains were born, long before you brought the earth to itself, the earth itself to birth, from once upon a time to kingdom come, you are God. Verses twelve and seventeen says, O Lord, teach us to live well. Teach us to live wisely and well. And I, I i i was i've been meditating on those scriptures for the past while as i think about this portion of scripture in luke 2 verse 52. and i'm encouraged that besides all the differences and the different ways we are going into this 2024 year even as a community individually as well i've been encouraged by the words god is our home you know long before everything long before once upon a time or kingdom come you are god and you are our home another version says god you are our home when all else around us is going well but when all else around us is not going well god remains constant and so i've already been encouraged this morning just by the prayer time and also the words of the songs being sung that god definitely is our constant And I want to encourage us as we look at this portion of scripture in Luke 2, verse 52, and we try and glean at least four ways to approach this new year, um, that my prayer ultimately is that God will remain our constant for this year. Wherever we find ourselves, uh, emotionally, psychosocially, physically, uh, uh, geographically, that this will really be our experience as we approach this new year yeah and then also i i don't know so if the boho was not here in 1999 i think this was even before that there used to be a craze called wwjd now if you respond i know you were here wwjd meant yeah there we go what would jesus do and then we've got an addition walking with jesus daily And so i look through that lens this morning i'm asking myself in this portion what would jesus do or who would jesus be as we approach this new year so luke 2 verse 52 we see now there's been a whole uh, chapter one and most of chapter two was read before verse 52 Uh, we have just come out of celebrating the coming of christ and so it's quite appropriate that we then continue the journey in this text but also contextually so Um, we've just celebrated uh, this virgin birth of jesus christ and now in this portion of scripture we find ourselves at the point where the the shepherds have come they've come to see the baby jesus we also see two prophets in simeon and prophetess anna also coming to speak to mary and joseph confirming prophecy that was spoken about this young child the son Um, and then we also see just before we come to our specific portion of scripture jesus as a 12 year old sitting where in the temple sitting amongst the religious leaders listening to them and asking questions and now we picking up the text after his parents have found him and he's gone back home with them uh, and we want to then hear what what we can learn from from him. So I'd like to this, this morning highlight four approaches I think we could take as nuggets in, in in our journey towards this new year as individuals, as communities, different communities, whether families or groups, uh, but also as a Wellspring Community Church and its visitors. So if we look at the text. Jesus grew in wisdom, right? Uh, earlier verses before that also said that when he was in the temple and asking the questions, all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and answers. And this was as a 12-year-old in the temple. So this, this, this understanding and wisdom from Jesus is something we we, we wanting to learn from. We wanted to take with us in how we approach this new year and there's there's of course many definitions of what wisdom is out there today but psalm 90 90 verse 12 says teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom proverbs 2 verse 6 says for the lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding and then proverbs 15 verse 33 says The fear of the Lord teaches us wisdom. Humility precedes honor. So one of the core things I think we need to just stop and think about when we speak about gaining wisdom and asking God for wisdom and discernment as we go into this new year. One of the things I've realized over time is that some of us have been raised and grown up in in faith communities Uh, through a very dualistic type of spirituality you know Um, and it's based on a teaching that used to teach that the body is sinful and not important and this is going to be important even when we speak about Jesus growing in stature but the spirit is the important part and so the spiritual then becomes more important than our body because the body is evil and sinful And even though it doesn't seem like anything much when we think about how we ask for God to give us wisdom, I think it's really important for us to dig deep as to how we view this thing called wisdom. A lot of us pray for wisdom, we pray for discernment, but in our practice of how we exercise this wisdom, we still separate the two. We want wisdom in our heads. We want knowledge in our heads, we want to read more and more scriptures, more and more Bible studies, more and more podcasts. But I think underlying that is this, this thing that we've grown up with, many of us and may not be all of us, where we, we by default separate that from how we live. And so that then very quickly negates to only head knowledge intellectual capital, things that's up here. Even this preach is knowledge being shared. It doesn't translate into wisdom. And that, I think, comes from this old school way of how we've been taught that knowing God's word, I've been using this word a lot over time, especially coming from the states I'm now intrigued by, Trump's, so I was gonna say Trump's living out his word, but supersedes living out his word. So we, we, many of us, at the beginning of the year, we make these commitments around, I'm going to study God's Word more intentionally, I'm going to engage with His Word through community, through individual studies and so forth. But wisdom here, yeah, Jesus grew in wisdom, and through that knowledge over time, living it out through my daily lived experiences in community, in conversation with others, in relationship with God, I develop wisdom over time. And so we see from this text that Jesus grew in wisdom because he valued time in God's presence and with God's people. We've also seen throughout the book of Luke several examples of which Mary and Martha are one. We've used that text over and over again. The one was busy doing for God and the one was sitting at his feet. And sometimes that's really something we need to ask ourselves. Are we just... Wrote, reading scripture and listening to podcasts and coming to church and Bible study after Bible study. You know, we make these decisions at the beginning of the year. But does that translate into lived, growing with God and being in the presence of Jesus and God the Father throughout? So we're not calling on just the doing part. We're asking how does God impart wisdom to us to be able to make the decisions that we need to as we discern this very messy and not neatly structured life um if you remember the life of desmond tutu and those of you who've actually looked at his life a bit more closely um some of us have had the privilege of going to experience his exhibits as a church one of the defining factors of someone who was the greatest leader as desmond tutu was what wherever he was in this world and how chaotic it was in this country during the apartheid season he took time out to sit in the presence of God because this great leader knew that it's not just what I get in my head it's also sitting still in solitude to experience who God is and the wisdom he will give to make the calls that this great leader made Pete Scazzero someone we know the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship book and John McComa, um, they also remind us then of the importance of being in God's presence before doing God's work. So this abiding in the vine is what will help us gain wisdom. You can get some young people who have really deep wisdom from God. So it's not just an age thing. We assume the older you get uh, biologically, the more wise you are. No. The older you get and the more time you spend in God's presence Is what brings wisdom So the challenge of course today is that there's so much information available to us Google, ChatGPT, YouTube, TikTok, some of the few, right? So we can all find information anywhere If we want to know, you can be googling now to Google wisdom, what does it mean? Google, you know, that's, that's the, the society we live in And so i think having access to knowledge does not equate to the ability to make god honoring decisions and this is wisdom the ability to translate that knowledge through lived experience with god with others in order to make these god honoring choices and decisions so wisdom then comes from time spent with god it also unfortunately comes from trial an error in Him journeying alongside us it also comes from those times of wrestling with Him and asking the questions as Jesus as a young child did and also learning as we go along sometimes we want to you know just appear to be these wise souls and wise, wise sages but many of these uh, leaders we have looked to over time including Jesus Christ Himself did not just get there there was a journey that molded that process of gaining wisdom and understanding from God. Not from TikTok, not from ChatGPT, not from preachers, but from God Himself. And so the first call this morning is to choose being in God's presence, learning through His Word and through the teachings of those entrusted to understanding His Word listening and asking questions and engaging with the word and not only taking it in. There's a big difference between just taking in God's word and engaging with it. So question number one I'd like to pose for us. As Jesus grew in wisdom, what would you need to put in place in your life to make this time in God's presence, in his word and with his people possible this year? What would you need to put in place in your life to make this time in God's presence, in his word, and with his people possible for this new year? The second part of the the, the scripture says Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Now, yeah, it's also that time of the year when we are making health and fitness resolutions. (laughs) Yeah, um... I was actually quite shocked. We rode past the gym on New Year's Day, hoping the nursery would be open. And I said to him, Yo, the gym is open. It's alive there. But, uh, and his response was, Well, everybody's now ready to get fit, you know. Um, and so uh, the message version here says Jesus grew in body and in spirit. But I doubt the call here is now to go and open up a gym contract to see a dietician. Maybe for some of us in where we are in our own physical health, that may be part of the call. But let's look at what, what I think this this part is about. The Bible doesn't say much about how Jesus grew in stature. It doesn't give us much description of of how he looked. There's varying texts that do give us glimpses. But it doesn't say he gemmed every day, uh, he ate healthy, he, you know. But what the Bible does... Give us basic principles of throughout scripture, Old and New Testament, is that rest for one is important. To look after this physical and mental body, rest is important. Psychosocially, everything going on here, mentally, but also physically. Proverbs 38, verse 3, Proverbs 14, verse 30, and also on the, the flip side. Rest, but on the flip side, not being lazy. So holding those two poles in tension. How do I need to think about where I am, psychosocially and mentally, my mental health, but where I am physically through this lens of rest? The Bible also teaches us many lessons around um, having good and sufficient sustenance. Now listen, this is this is a, a very sensitive one for me because not all of us have access to the sustenance we are told we need to have. Most of us have access to carbs. Lots of carbs. Bread is cheaper than... Gatsby's is cheaper than... You know, so we need to also... That's why I said, as we approach this message, we approach it with different resources and tools. The Bible speaks much about not being greedy and not being a glutton too. Colossians 3, Proverbs 23, verse 2 are some of the texts. The Bible teaches us many lessons around not misusing this physical body we have, especially when it comes to to, uh, immorality. And then also, lastly, another principle that we can learn on in terms of the physical and mental well-being is that we need to be careful. The Bible teaches us in many instances That we need to be careful of what we think of What we fill our minds with What we choose to stay in In terms of our mental capacity So the basic principles of caring for one's physical and mental health apply to us all Things like water Things like healthy sleep patterns Things like regular activity Now please see how I phrase it as regular activity I didn't say running or jogging or playing a sport so this is also another point where i think we enter this space differently i grew up in a context where um yeah jogging was not part of my culture right uh, going for walks was also not part of my culture and i was trying to figure out as i prepared this where does that come from you know it could be uh, alluded to the fact that we didn't have much sport activities or the criteria of being fit, fit for sport at, a, at the school I went to, although there was PE, right? It could be the fact that we grew up in spaces, or I grew up in spaces, that were not safe to go and jog and walk in, and many of us are still living in such spaces. Uh, uh, or we grew up in spaces where costing of what we are saying as healthy foods was a bit expensive, and so we got by with lots of carbs. But I also grew up in a culture where food is central to how I socialize. And so whenever we get together, whether it's for prayer meeting, whether it's for, we go on a hike, but after that hike, we need food, right? Um, And so I'm not sure in which context you grew up in. Because this one can be very touchy. We, we, We go on guilt trips around how we care or don't care for our bodies. But you need to think about where you are physically Where you are psychosocially, mentally And what it is you think will help you With the basic access or the much access To what you have in terms of looking after This body God has given us And again I told you about this dualistic thinking The body is evil, the spirit is good So we grew up with this being humble and being nearerach and and looking after your relationship with God, but what you do with this doesn't matter. And I really, really think for some of us, we need to dig deep and ask ourselves, that in our mind has informed why we have not looked after our bodies. Colored people, we used to say, no man, jogging is for white people. But actually over time, as we're getting older, I have to admit, I am seeing the, the delays of not having physical exercise. So there are ways that we can physically exercise, find ways to watch how much we eat. If you go to a buffet, you watch how many people eat. And so we need to think about the different ways in which this could help us. So for for some, it may mean that we need to share some of our social capital in helping others get better access to medical care this year. Maybe there's someone that really needs some tests done to uh, understand what's going on with them physically. And there's some of us sitting here that may be able to help. There's others of us that actually may need to get an overdue, long overdue checkup. Whether psychosocially, with a psychologist, or a counselor, or even physically. So again I'm saying how we hear the fact that we need to look after this physical and mental body is part of what Jesus did is important for us as a Christ follower. For others still, it may also just mean just getting the exercise time in, unfortunately that's me, Um, or eating less of them chocolates and ghost pops, right? and taking more other stuff in mind but for you, you need to think about it so the question here is what do you need to put in place for better physical and mental self-care this year and don't do not do them apart because we need to be healthy up here too this brain controls a lot of our attitude to how we approach life It starts here, how we think about these things. If I've decided in my mind that I'm not good enough, it's going to inform a lot of how I act. If I decide in my mind that I am, I can do this, it's going to inform a lot of... And and listen, habits form over time and years. So breaking a habit is tough. Breaking that chocolate a day... (laughs) Yeah my friends know me right breaking that whatever it is is not going to happen like this but it's something we need to stop and ask ourselves what do i need to put in place for this year for better physical and mental self-care and if it means saying i actually don't know and i need to speak to someone then that's fine then say that's what i need to do and speak to each other here there's a wealth of resources in this community Let's help each other. So Jesus grew in wisdom, and he grew in stature. Jesus grew then, thirdly, in favor with God, right? So there's different ways um, he did this. One of the ways is prayer. Luke 5 verse 16 says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer, right? And for uh, prayer means different things to all of us. For some of us, it's just solitude. For others, it's prayer and fasting. Uh, For others, it's really just speaking to God as you go on your way. Um, So Jesus often made time for prayer. Hebrews 5 verse 7 says, While Jesus was here on earth, He offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue Him from death. And God heard His prayers because of His deep reverence for God. So prayer could be one of the ways we could consider drawing closer to god knowing the scriptures was also another thing jesus lived by and and the portion of scripture that i'd like to just highlight is matthew 4 verse 4 the, the temptation scripture right that jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the dead there by the devil right for 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry during that time the devil came and said to him if you are the son of god tell those stones to become loaves of bread but jesus told him no the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god then the devil took him to the holy city jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said if you are the son of god jump off jesus again said for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with his hands so that you won't even hurt your foot or on a stone. Jesus responded again. The scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Jesus' response was, get out of here, Satan. For the scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. So Jesus himself understood the importance of the written word of God. Because in those times when temptation comes, not if, when temptation comes, when those things we each grapple with, we grapple with different things, different temptations, we are able to say, the scripture reminds me, the scripture says. So we are able in those times here now to exercise wisdom, because our memory of Scripture and the reading of Scripture and learning together in community on what Scripture says will pull us out and help us to make sounder choices when we need it most. A lot of times we rely on podcasts, which is fair, but John McCormick is not going to help us out of that time. Meditating on the Word of God and reciting it over your life will come up at the time you least expect it. I used to belong to a program called Awana Clubs, it still exists, and Awana Clubs is based on scripture memory for children. We'd go and we'd read, we get this book of scriptures, and every every week we'd come together and we'd need to say our verses to our leader, recite it off-road, and they would sign it for us in our bookie, and we progress from it. You know what? In my adult life, in my late young adult life and teen life, I found a lot of those scriptures coming back to memory at times where I least expected it. And so I'm not saying you need to belong to wana or you need to, you know, going to a whole Bible memory program, if that's going to work for you, great. But what I'm showing you from the text is that the example of Christ shows that in the time when He was tempted most, He too responded what scripture says. Jesus knew his role in the Godhead as well. So prayer was one of the ways he, he grew in his relationship with God. Scripture was another way but he also knew his role in the Godhead. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus understood his purpose here on earth. And a lot of times we are running around with our heads all over the place because we do not understand what's our purpose. What God has called us uniquely to. What God has gifted us uniquely uniquely for. We want to be like the next person. We want to, you know, mimic pastors and leaders. But God has called each one of us sitting here. For something specific in your specific context and so maybe one of the calls is to ask Lord what what is this what have you called me to because just as Jesus knew his role within God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit we too want to understand what our role in this bigger Church of Christ is we then grow into that we learn and develop in different ways and some of us may want to read a journal we may want to write, we may want to be with community, other of us need to hear things to, to absorb, so podcasts are not evil, audio discussions, YouTubers not evil, so it's again understanding me, do I, do I grow best by what I hear, by what I write, or by what I do, and then find those practices to engage you, to lead you towards being closer in your relationship with God. But we also need to ask ourselves, what do we need to remove this year? And what do we need to replace to make communion with God a daily priority? Now, that dualistic, legalistic way of growing up said, read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, grow, grow. Good principle. But the call there is not to become guilt stricken Christians. Right? It's about figuring out what are those daily practices for me that will help me know I've checked in with my father for this new day. So that when he speaks, I'm able to discern that that's the father's voice. I get into the habit of being very busy and I stop reading the scriptures over time. And when I look, three weeks have gone by. I'm now functioning in my own strength. And that could happen to any one of us. And so it's again asking what is the basic life principle i cannot have good relationship with others apart from a deep relationship with god good relationship with others become materialistic and selfish because they are not found in depth with relationship with god and you will find that you see your relationships with others are not going well check in first and say lord how do I need to navigate through this? Because good relationships with people, you can have relationship with people that you think are going well, but they could also very easily jump into comparison, into jealousy, into envy and so forth. But if I have deep, meaningful intentional relationship with God in the different ways we can experience him, then these relationships, which is the last the last part of the text. Jesus grew in favor with all people, God and man. The the message translation said, Jesus was blessed by the people. And so of course, relationship within the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is also an example of why relationship is crucial and important and also core to us being human. Now we have introverts who could live with themselves in their own space for longer than extroverts, who need people around them all the time. But at the core of this, we all are made for relationship. We all are made for human connection, right? And so we need to think about our relationships. Think about that relationships in your home and immediate family. Some of us are living alone, so we need to think about our relationships with those closest to me, right? Right? What do you need to be more present in these relationships? What crucial conversations do we need courage for this this year? Um, and the same is true for extended family. Right? Also think about our relationships in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our clubs, soccer clubs, sports clubs, whatever clubs we belong to, hiking clubs, or our workplaces. How can we reflect Christ? in how we engage in these contexts? How do we discern between humility and courage? Because as I said, if you grew up with this humble Christianity, you never realize you need the courage to also speak up. Or how do I discern the difference between accountability and responsibility? Not everyone wants to be accountable to anyone, but we all love taking on responsibility. Or how do I discern the difference between working hard and accepting help. That comes up in these relationships with the other. And then of course, we also want to think about our relationships with each other here at Wellspring. We are a community who are a body of Christ. And so the assumption is, if we all live by just this one text, we should be a flourishing community. But we don't live in a very neatly packed society and world, right? And so the call is to ask, what do I need to be, who do I need to be, and what do I need to do to grow this body of Wellspring Community Church? For some it may mean more intentionally getting involved uh, or checking in on others. For others it may mean actually stepping back so that others can get involved. For others it may mean just having a basic conversation with someone you've never had beyond now, Sunday, outside of this but we are also a community and so relationship is important for this community or any community of faith you belong to so yet another challenge we find in that body over spirit challenge we grew up with, or at least I did is that we were never encouraged to also look beyond our own local context We have not been taught that exhibiting a just life is also an outflow of a deep relationship with God. A concern for his kingdom should be a reflection of where we are in our relationship with God. And so when a Christ follower does not have compassion for the least of these, it's very telling of that that person's relationship with God. Not with anybody else because a deep, intentional relationship with God and what His heart beats for will move me towards concern for those who don't have or aren't in spaces where I am. And so a just life comes with part of this living in favor with all people, not just those in my neighborhood or family or work environment. It means sometimes moving beyond those. And so what does then being in favor relationally, mean to you. And when you have discovered that, be that for others, not only in your sphere. Again, the habit takes long, my usual roots take long to break, and so we may need to think about that. So I repeat, Jesus grew in wisdom, And so I need to ask myself, what would I need to put in place to make time for God's presence and in His Word and with His people? Jesus grew in stature. What do I need to put in place for better physical and mental self-care? Jesus grew in favor with God. How do I prioritize or move things so that I could have communion with God as a priority? And Jesus grew in favor with all people. What do I consider being in favor with others relationally? And how am I going to be that for those in and out of my sphere? And so for me at this time of the year, it's helpful to kind of make a four-part quadrant and think about in this quadrant, how do I grow in wisdom, how do I grow in stature? How do I grow in favor with God and in favor with man? And then you put all those things you are involved in or not involved in, in those quadrants. And then when it's on paper, this, this works for me on paper, I am able to see where things need to shift, where things are hanging lopsidedly and be able to really plan for the next year. So Jesus Christ would not do anything without hearing from His Father first. He would not act without knowing that what He was doing pleases God. And so out of the overflow of this depth of relationship with God, we then take care of our physical and our relational health, which enables us to be good stewards of what we have access to, but also to share who we are in Christ and what we bring to this body and so I trust that this four-quadrant, one-verse approach to 2024 will be of some help to someone, and that God would be honored in how we approach it. But please remember, we don't enter on the same playing field. And so don't compare. Think about where you are in your journey with God first, and think about what you need or what you have access to to make the other things possible. I call up the worship team. Father, we thank you for your word and thank you that we could have this word as an example of the life you've lived. And I pray that as we leave here, that you would help us to reflect on our own lives. Firstly, our relationship with you and then also what you have called each one of us to in our different journeys. Bless this time. Bless our week further as we close up in worshiping you in song in Jesus name